today's episode, we're going to talk about a fall from grace, right? So part of this idea of being labeled a hoe or even embracing the idea of being a hoe, there has to be some kind of fall from grace because there's no hoe that's still on a pedestal, right? Because the word hoe within itself is used in a way to um, belittle, humble, bring down the size, degrade, however you want to call it. That's what the word hoe is used for. So in order to get to this idea of a hoe, you have to have, you have to have first been something else and then that honor should have been, has to be stripped of you for you to be seen as a hoe, right? So we're going to talk about the fall from grace from a hoe perspective. And as I think about my sexual journey, my dating journey, I think back to two moments in particular that I guess I would consider a fall from grace, if you will. One moment in particular was, and of course, these are literally arguments that I was having with the guys that I was dating. Basically, it came down to them having previously put me on a pedestal and then calling me a hoe, even though what I was doing may or may not have been hoe-like, but that's what they referred to me as. That was the first time in which I felt guilty about the things that I was doing. And in hindsight, I shouldn't have felt guilty about it. It was more so other people making, outside people making me feel guilty about the actions that I'm doing for myself. I I may not have gone about the situations the right way, but the actions that I took, I needed to take them for myself so that I could have some kind of learning and some kind of takeaway. But in the midst of that, um, that's where the fall from grace happened. Because again, up until this point, he had viewed me as the perfect person. And that's really what the fall from grace is about, right? You have this person that you look at as beautiful, smart, whatever, loyal they're on this pedestal, and then they do something, and then you like, you hoe. <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about the fall from grace, um, why it's not that intimidating, um, why it feeds into the previous episode of respectability politics, and yeah, we're going we gonna to hop right into it, y'all. It's your freak hostess, Jody. And you're tuned into provocative. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. I will marry a nigga off some dick. Because everything else we can work on. And I've, I have uh, sporadic periods of excessive masturbation. I really like how that just sounded. If I fuck you once and it's good, I'm gonna keep fucking you. Because I didn't start sucking dick until college. Blew in that man's butthole. <laughs> that, that shit is wicked. So yeah, um, again, by definition, the fall from grace is to lose favor or a position of power. So if you've been seen your whole life as the good girl, which for the for majority of my life, I have been seen as the good girl. Um, I was smart. I graduated valedictorian. 
always had good grades, like from valedictorian to top 10 to magna cum laude in college. Like I've always been really smart, front of the classroom, asking questions, tutoring people, always been nerdy. So I feel like people associate that with the good girl as well because I I wouldn't call myself quiet because I've always been vocal, but I've still been kind of to myself. And within that, I feel that people typically put me on a pedestal as opposed to the loud and more raunchy uh, type of women. And that's not to say that I ain't raunchy because I could get there, but I'm very adaptable to my surroundings. So if I'm in a classroom setting, then you're going to see me in a classroom setting. And most people that would see me in a classroom setting wouldn't see me outside of that classroom setting either. So it's like, okay, wherever you know me from, that's probably the only setting that you see me in type shit. So it's interesting when people see me in a different setting and the response is always, I didn't know you were like this. And on the one hand, it's, oh, I guess my immediate response is, what does that even mean? Like, you think I'm one way the whole, like, all the time? That doesn't make sense. Are you one way all the time? If you meet somebody that's happy day one, do you expect them to be happy all the every time you meet them? Like, that's just weird, right? But what I've experienced is that people will, again, when they meet you, it's like, okay, this is what I view of you, and this is how you are type shit. Uh, but that's just the... That's an impression. That's one impression. That's not to mean that you're not diverse or you don't have some versatility associated with you. But in terms of me and how people have viewed me, viewed me for a majority of my life, it's always been like, oh, she's a good girl, smart, sweet, etc. Pretty much always had that um, kind of persona. Now, the people that I would, like, date or talk to throughout that kind of era or situation, um, they will see bits and pieces of me that, you know, it's like, oh, wait, so she's also silly. She's also goofy. Um, She likes, she doesn't really take anything serious because I'm very lighthearted, except if I'm passionate about it, then I'm, like, overly passionate about it. Like, I'm actually a very extreme person, so I could be hot and cold. Just depends on how I feel in the moment, right? So, for me, having been seen as a good girl for majority of my life, I know that within the past two to three years, the people that have known me from, like, grammar school, they be looking at my shit on social media or the way I talk, and they be like, she is wild. Like, and that's coming from motherfuckers that have known me for the majority of my life and always view me as one way. Almost like, you know how, like, okay, your parents view you away, and then you do something that your parents ain't seen, and they're like, what the fuck? Who are you? <laughs> it's like that. That's like the, I think that's a similar, that's very similar to this fall from grace, right? So um, I am a very, I've always been very curious when it comes to sex. I just haven't been vocal about my curiosity when it comes to sex, and I think that's literally the only difference. I don't think I ever truly had a fall from grace. Um, when I think about fall from grace, I try to think about the way in which the guys that I've dated or encountered have viewed me when it comes to this fall from grace. 
But me personally, I've always been this person. I don't think I've, I, I don't, I never wanted to be on a pedestal. I never wanted to be seen as the good girl or anything like that. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to exist. And I think the takeaway there is that sometimes people will impose these things on you, these labels, and you walk around carrying all these labels that people put on you that you didn't even put on yourself. You walking around with an identity that ain't even yours. It has zero to fucking do with you. This is what other people thought of you. And then you wanted to continue to feed into that. Like, oh, well, I'm a good girl because these other people told me that I was a good girl. So let me continue to feed that energy. Um, How about <laughs> I'm me. I'm my own person. And I'll feed that energy. So it 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 kind of goes away from, oh, the labels that people placed upon me versus the labels that I've put on myself. What kind of person do I want to be and how do I feed that energy versus what other people have placed on me? Because here's the thing. When other people label you as something, they ha also have the power to, like, you know, take that label away. So if someone labels you as a good girl, they can take that good girl label away. But if I say, no, this is who I am, what you do or say, give or take away, don't really have no effect on me. I don't really care for real. <laughs> um, and I think that comes with, you know, just self-awareness and being unapologetic when it comes to how people view you. Because I, I, I had to grow into this mindset because I used to care so much about what people thought of me. And now I don't. And that's liberating as fuck. Like, I can't have a fall from grace when I don't give a fuck. You can't have a fall from grace when you don't give a fuck. And the I don't give a fuck attitude is at the core of hold'em. <laughs> it's literally at the core of being a hoe because you can't be a hoe and care about what other people think of you. And, of course, the fall from grace has to come prior to you even embracing this idea of a hoe as well. Um. So, yeah. Um... I remember there was this one situation with um, one of my exes, and I said I was going to talk about this later in the episode. We were on a trip, and we were out the country, and this motherfucker went through my phone. <laughs> you must have been texting out there or something. I was not. Mm. I was not. So, uh, so your ass was just lacking. He knew he had you OT overseas and was like fuck we it. was out of town and i was drunk as fuck i was drunk as fuck like to the point where he had to carry me back to the room right and he asked me for the password to my phone and you gave it to him of course because i ain't got nothing to hide you say so I didn't have anything to hide, but let me go on here with the story. Like, I genuinely don't be like, cause when I'm here's the thing, people be thinking that because of the way I am when it comes to how I communicate that I'm just like, I be wowing. Now that's not to say that I don't be wowing, but the version you get in a relationship is a very different version of me. Than when I'm not in a relationship. So, uh, we out the country, having a good time. Amazing time. 
Or so I thought. <laughs> um, he asked for my password to my phone. I gives it to him. And I pass out. I'm like, I had been drinking since 8 a.m. It was like 2 p.m. at that point. I was slapped. I was knocked out. It was motherfucker. Like, we on the side of the pool. I'm telling people, like, look, I'm slapped. They over here like, make yourself throw up. I'm like, I can't. I, I don't have a gag reflex. It's people sticking their whole hand down my throat. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here looking stupid with a hand in my throat. <laughs> it's not working. So he carries me back to the room, asks me for my password. I gives it to him, goes back to sleep. I wake up to him throwing shit across the room. He's packing his bags. Oh, yeah, he ready to go. He packing his bags. He, I know you want his shit. I'm like, I wake up, I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> so what did he find? I'll tell you what he found. So he went through my Facebook messages and he found some messages between me and this guy that I went to high school with. Now, the messages were flirty for sure. I never deny that I'm a flirt. I am a flirt. Here is the issue. He didn't check the dates on the messages. Does the dates really matter? The dates do matter. If I'm fucking with you, what date matters? The dates were, the dates predated me mm. meeting him. So the dates were very significant, right? That means that he scrolled back. So he was searching for shit. He was looking for something to be wrong. Because for you to go back, and I had met this particular, this particular guy I was messing with in like 2014. He scrolled back so far into the messages. And, of course, he's inebriated. The same way I was inebriated, he was, too. I was mm. drunk off my ass. I'm sure he was, too. He didn't think to, again, if he would have looked at the dates. If he would have looked at the dates, he would have saw 2010. I didn't meet you to 2014. I didn't even know you existed. <laughs> um, But he was looking for something to be wrong. But I bring that up because we having a good time. I'm here with you, and you're looking for something to be wrong. And then we're arguing. I'm still trying to, like, you know, that's to the point where I'm annoyed. So I'm just trying to avoid confrontation with him. I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't want to talk to you now because you, you, I'm chasing you. Then I realize, like, I actually didn't do shit wrong. Why the fuck am I chasing him? Because now it looked like I did something wrong when I genuinely didn't. So then I'm like, nah, whatever. Now he won't leave me alone. Like, I'm trying to, now I'm like, I'm walking off and he's like, you whore. And I'm like, wow, you calling me a hoe in the middle of Mexico. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Who does that? His ass was mad. He was super mad. Now, we got back to the States. He, the motherfucker had the nerve to say, I apologize for going through your phone. And I'm like, you don't even get it. You don't know that's why I'm mad. Like, I'm not mad because of that. I'm mad because you call me on my fucking name in the middle of a foreign country over some shit that predated you. Yeah. Like, that was that was like super fucking wild. So, um. I mean, did you tell him that shit was old? Like, 
after we got back to the States and he called himself apologizing, and I told him, like, you didn't check the fucking dates. So then I pulled up my phone and I went to the messages and I did it. And he was like, he was still, he had the shit face. He had the shit face at that point because now you see like, oh, it actually predated you. But that was something like, okay, on, on my end, me being called a hoe. Cause I had, prior to that, I had never been called a hoe. Ain't nobody ever called me a hoe. And he called me a hoe for some shit that I didn't even do. Like, if you're going to call me a hoe, call me a hoe for being a hoe. Don't call me a hoe for some shit that ain't had nothing to do with me. But I bring that up because the fall from grace doesn't necessarily have to be an action that you did. Right. All it is what people think you did or think you're capable of. Um, For example, uh, just to, you know, kind of provide additional examples of fall from graces. I think about Aisha Curry. I remember so many times where people was like, oh, Aisha Curry, women need to be like her. Women need to be like her. She goes on Red Table Talk and talk about how she wants more attention from men, that she feels like everybody just kind of, you know, like, oh, she's a wife, she cooks, yada, yada. She gives an honest human Statement. People instantly, oh, she just a hoe. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's instantly where people go with it, right? Like, I mean, I mean, what? If it quacks like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I'm saying being human, why does being human make you a hoe? Having these natural, and being honest. Being honest with it is honestly what makes you a hoe. Because she could have still had these feelings and these thoughts. Had she never vocalized it, she would not have. People wouldn't be looking at her sideways. Because there's she's never going. Nobody's going to ever live that, like, let her forget about that. Yeah, for sure. But I think we talked about this, though, as far as, like, it's, it's people. Like, we make hoe a hoe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. We make that shit bad, so that's why she had never lived that shit down. Like, yeah, like versus someone where if you've known them for being a hoe, then it ain't that bad if they do yeah. hoe shit. <laughs> it's not because you're like we know you're a hoe, and ain't no point to keep saying it. But mm-hmm. you're but not it's... a hoe, or we perceive you not to be a hoe, and then it's like, oh, we see hoe tendencies. It's like, hey. You might be one of those hoes. And that's what's super crazy, right? Because being a hoe literally has zero to do with what you actually do with your coochie. It's about what we think you're doing with your coochie. Why do you care about what I'm doing with my coochie? If I have any interest in you, then of course I give a fuck about what you're doing with your coochie. Yeah, then just... If I don't have any interest in you... I need to make sure you ain't around a bitch that I got interest in. Because <laughs> so hoes on my feather flock together. So you won't be rubbing <laughs> off, you know what I'm saying? So shit, be I like, nah, don't bring that whole shit over here to yeah, me. Yeah, that, that's your friend? No, nah, you can't hang with her. <laughs> I know the type of time that bitch be on. I know I have female friends who niggas be like, no, you can't hang with her. Yeah, for sure. And it's... It literally has zero to, because they niggas can't name one person that I fucked. 
that they know. Like, and that's what's super crazy. Because, again, it has zero to do with what you're actually doing. Like, imagine a motherfucker saying, like, oh, you're you're a murderer. But it has zero to do with how many people actually killed. It's what people think you did. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. That is fucking wild. Niggas go to jail all the time for some shit a motherfucker think. They think you did that shit. Your ass would be locked up for some shit you didn't even do. That is so fucking wild. That is, like, extremely wild. It's the world, man. Um, Perception. Yes. Yeah. uh, That's why you got to be careful what you do out here and what you, like, how you move, folks. Yeah. First impressions of motherfucker. Yeah. It's hard Um, to change that. It's unfortunate as fuck. Um, But I think... With me in particular, and what I'm trying to do here with Provocative, that's why I'm as vocal as I am. Because there's people want to make it seem like there are like two different types of women in the world. You have the hoes, the thoughts, the the, the easy women, mm-hmm. and then you have the 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 wives, the girlfriends. Yeah, the quote, the, quote-unquote wifey materials. Yeah, the ones you cuff and yeah. the ones you fuck. What's so fucking crazy is that I know married women wilding way harder than I am, and I'm single. Yeah, because they be committed to some shit that they thought was that, and it ain't that. So they like, shit. But that's, but that's I like, agreed. But I think... That's why these labels are so problematic because they don't fucking mean shit. Yeah. It's just about what someone perceives as to what you're doing. Like, yeah. I know people look at me and was like, she a hoe. Yeah. But. Because I promote being provocative. Right. I'm like, because I, I promote you embracing who you are. Because I talk about sex. Because I enjoy sex and I'm very vocal about it. Like, but you want a hat and pretend like this nigga dig you down and he not. (laughs) You want to just like roll over and be the person that I am. Like, wish you could be as vocal as me type shit, which is like super. It's wild. Like, I hope that I can inspire people to speak up because I, there were so many times when I didn't, you know, like I wasn't always this way. I had to, I had to grow into this person. Yeah, I had to grow sure. into my hold'em. Um, I woke up one day and was like, yep, today's a good day to be a hoe. <laughs> um, but I, I will say this. I'm glad that I, I'm having my whole journey in a a time in my life where I'm very self-aware. So I'm able to like reflect and think about things more versus someone where it's like, oh, okay, they it might be them hoeing maybe a trauma response or um, they're not self-reflective with their hoeing. They're just like, oh, you know, I feel like for the most part, if you Again, no judgment because how you use your coochie is on you. But I think for the most part, people that like hoe and do it just without reflecting on it and why they're doing it is more than likely a trauma response. 
Um, but yeah, I think that because the pussy is put on the pedal stool more often than not, um, there are a lot of women that kind of, they don't want that fall from grace. Cause if you had that fall from grace, then it's like, okay, your value as a woman goes down and that's yeah, fucked up. You depreciate. Yeah. Like that's fucked up. Cause I'm still the same me. I'm still dope as fuck. Still cook and do all these other things that you but you've want. just had multiple penises now. And here's the thing too. Your body count is too high. Here's the thing. The body count is perceived to be high. It doesn't even mean that it's high. Yeah. Because there are bitches out here that are wives. And they lied about their body count. Versus <laughs> yeah. a motherfucker like me that's like honest and transparent. I'm glad I don't fuck with motherfuckers that actually ask me what my body count is. But also, I'm the type of motherfucker where it's like, if you ask me, I will be honest. Because I can still... I could damn near, I could still name every fucking sex partner that I've had because. I don't feel like there's no reason to be asking nobody no motherfucking body count. We're no, grown. I agree. Like, I don't I agree. know fuck how many people we really fuck, but don't be out here all promoting this promiscuality and all this shit. And it's like, now you're perceived to just seem like you just do dicks. Like you just, anybody could fuck you. Like I think that's what the problem be like. Yeah. When it seems like you have like, no boundaries like you have no expectations for shit and shit like that i think that's where everything comes in like oh yeah well this bitch is a hoe because she don't get no fuck like i probably got money and could fuck up but nigga she'll fuck this broke nigga that's right here too like if she you know what i'm saying so it's like it's kind of like i think that's what it be but it all depends though like yeah i mean you said it's all our perception though because even though it might seem like that but she might not fuck the broke nigga she might not fuck you because you got money so it's like you never know, but if it's perceived that, oh, yeah, like, nigga, she damn near in this bitch, oh, yeah, she dancing with me, but now she over there dancing with fool, and then she over there dancing with fool, now she over here with these bitches, like, this bitch damn near, La Caesar's pizza around And here's the thing, she probably just like the dance. Hey, she might like the dance. It's probably, but it's, it be bitches in the, other, in the parties that like the dance, too, that don't be dancing on everybody. Yeah, but again, just because you don't do it, don't mean that. Again, people express and do things differently. It's so all, it's all about in perception. her head, she's like, oh, I'm just having fun. I'm over here dancing with this person. I'm over here dancing with this person. I just like to dance. Like when I go out, I like to dance. So you might see me dance over here, over there, over here, over there. It got nothing to do with what I'm doing with my coochie. You're right. You're absolutely Versus right, Versus someone where it's like they probably just like chilling. Oh, I'm. Um, I'm drinking my drink. I'm I'm vabbing, whatever, whatever. And they just fucked half the party. Yeah, absolutely right. So it's you, I feel like you cold if you do that, and nobody knows you deserve to get wife. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not you deserve. I'm just gonna say it. like if if you that cold, what what you fuck half the party and niggas ain't saying shit, and it's just like you're not out there as a hoe, and the motherfucker don't have you out like shit. Hey. No, but boy, this is you can keep a secret. Yeah, this is you funny as hell. This is what, <laughs> but the issue that I find in the middle of that is that what someone actually does literally don't mean shit. At the end of the day, if somebody gonna call you a hoe, they gonna call you a hoe for sure because it's about what they perceive you to be. Now, 
I'm glad I'm the type of motherfucker where what you think about me don't mean shit to me because it don't pay my bills. It don't put money in my pocket. They ain't really got shit to do with me. I believe that how people view you is more of a reflection of them and how they're projecting something onto me. So typically, when niggas call me hoes, call me a hoe, when niggas call me a hoe, me in particular, it's never a nigga that I fucked before. Um, And it's always a motherfucker that wish they could and you can't. So you're a fucking hater. As far as women, if a woman calls me a hoe, it's because you wish you could talk like me. You wish you could walk like me. You wish you could work the room the way I work the room. Cause I'm pot- People that know how I actually move, if they call me a hoe, then it's like, all right, there probably was some hoe shit that I did. But they wouldn't even call me a hoe. They wouldn't call me a hoe. It's typically when people call you hoes, they be on some hating shit. Like, calling somebody a hoe doesn't benefit you in no way. Like, what does that even fucking mean? Like, unless somebody is seriously out here like, oh, on some cousin Faith, cousin Ebony type shit. Like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking your nigga. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. No, no boundaries at all. No, is they really a hoe? Or you just mad? I feel like that's what it comes down to. Ask, your, ask yourself this. Audience, ask yourself this. The next time you call somebody a hoe, are they really a hoe? Or am I just mad? And if they is a hoe, why do I feel the need to call them a hoe? Because if you doing some hoe shit, you damn sure shouldn't be calling somebody else a hoe. <laughs> and I feel like we all do hoe shit from time to time. Because at some point or another, we all been hoes. You know, um, so yeah. What is a hoe? Um, by definition, a hoe is just somebody that fucks for money. So like a prostitute. That's the only real hoe. The only real hoe is somebody that fucks for money. So if she's fucking for free, she's not a hoe, guys. Yeah. Don't, don't call her a hoe. Yeah, she's not a she's not a hoe. She just you know. She's free with a coochie. <laughs> Obviously, she's free. Yeah. Um, because being a hoe has nothing to do with body count. And we already established that. Like, it's fucked up because, again, because people, other people are calling you a hoe versus me, like me, I'm the free co. I've been, like, I'm telling y'all, it is okay to call me the freak hoe. <laughs> um, Versus somebody else where it's like, oh, somebody call you a hoe. It's like, you don't really know what that motherfucker, like, every every exploit, every person this motherfucker slept with, you're not calling them that because of that. You calling it because you trying to bring them down. You trying to uh, place them where they need to be on this hierarchy, right? And it goes into respectability politics. When you When you meet a motherfucker and you, like, Oh, that's wifey material. That's one that's one side of the spectrum when it comes to respectability and women. And then when you meet a motherfucker, you like, you know what? She like a hoe. That's the other end. Um by my definition, my personal definition, 
not the definition that you look up on the internet. I think we all hoes. If you having sex and you owning that shit, then you're a hoe. Because you, at any at any point when you don't, um, when you don't give a fuck about what somebody say about you, that's the power associated with being a hoe. Because people talk about like, oh, first of all, niggas love hoes. There's no doubt about that. As much as we don't want to admit it. Yeah, y'all don't want to admit it, but y'all, y'all love hoes. Yeah. Uh, I love hoes too. <laughs> Hoes make the world go round. Um, but motherfuckers try to pretend like they don't like hoes, but they secretly love them. And I think that's where this whole fall from grace idea comes from as well. Because... Oh, shit. Um, I think, <laughs> no, because I, I didn't realize we were live because remember I told you I didn't see the video. Um, so I don't see if anybody is in the comments. I'm not. <laughs> Y'all, I'm actually not even high. I'm tipsy. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Let me look at y'all comments. Okay, I didn't caught up on y'all comments and shit. Sorry about that, y'all. But um, yeah. All right. Um, we gonna wrap it up actually, cause it's been a little minute. We've been talking about the fall from grace. Um, I think if you're not. If you're if you haven't already had your fall from grace, because I feel like anybody that has already had their fall from grace, they really don't give a fuck because they realize that the fall from grace ain't really a far fall. It's not as far as you think it is. Um, someone calling you a hoe is not the end of the fucking world. Especially if you know where your coochie been. So I know at least in my case. Especially, like, for example, when I was just telling a story about me and my ex and him calling me a hoe in the middle of Cancun. I knew I wasn't a hoe. I became a hoe shortly after, but I already had my fall from grace. So, <laughs> with him even saying, like, oh, I'm a hoe, even though I wasn't even doing any hoe-like things. And that's part of the reason where when it came down to me deciding, like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and have a hoe phase. 
It was because I realized that regardless of what the fuck I was actually doing, people's going to call me a hoe anyway. So if people going to call me a hoe anyways, then I might as well do what I feel. Do what I enjoy. Do what I love, right? So, um... No, you shouldn't. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Why? Don't let them swindle you into this shit. No, I'm here to tell you, girl. Just be a hoe. They trying to trick you off the streets. <laughs> oh, no. The streets is calling. It's hot outside. <laughs> Just be a hoe. <laughs> the right one will accept you for you. No, nah, but for real. <laughs> he will not, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> See? This is why women be lying about their body count. That's why. Well, you better lie. <laughs> you better lie. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, man. But, nah, for, on some for real shit, though. Uh, People, period. I feel like men don't have to worry about the fall from grace because y'all just being niggas when y'all do it. So people don't typically be like, oh, you know, like, you a hoe. Niggas don't care about that because niggas created the term hoe to use towards women to begin with. So they don't they don't give a fuck about being called a hoe versus like. It doesn't work with us. Yeah, it don't it don't matter. So once we once women begin to not care about the the use of the word hoe, like once that shit doesn't phase you, then it'll have a similar effect type shit. Um. But at the end of the day, man, your coochie, like, it ain't that big of a deal. So, yeah, um, it's not that far of a fall when it comes to the fall from grace. It's not. You'll survive. Yeah, you'll survive. Like, you might get a little scratch here or there, but it's not, not the end look, of the world. Look, not on your shit, but you'll um, be all right. And you learn so much from being a hoe. You do. Um, we'll talk about the different types of hoes on another episode. <laughs> Y'all already talked about the shit that you learned from a hoe, but we, one of the one of the next episodes is going to be where we talk about the different types of hoes because there are different types of hoes. I know one of the comments was a good hoe or a regular hoe. Uh, We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that uh, more with the season. Um, thank you all for tuning in to Provocative. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope that you learned something. And, um, yeah, I'll catch y'all next time. Before you go, I want to remind you to embrace your inner hoe. Thank you for tuning in to Provocative. And don't forget to follow us on all streaming platforms. Happy hoeing. P-R-H-O-E-D-O-C-A-T-I-V-E. Spell with the word hoe because deep down, we all got some hoe in us. And this is your safe space to be unapologetically provocative. Oh, is my ground too masculine? You put the nigga in missionary. Yeah. The <laughs> what the <laughs>